Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim The Book of Clothing and Adornment. Chapter on the prohibition of using vessels of gold and silver for drinking, etc., for men and women. It was narrated from Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who drinks from a vessel of silver is gulping the fire of hell into his belly. A hadith like that of Malik bin Anas, number 5385, was narrated from Nafi' with this chain of narrators, and in the hadith of Ali bin Mushir from Ubaidullah, it adds, The one who eats or drinks from a vessel of silver or gold. It does not mention eating and gold in the hadith of any of them except the hadith of Ibn Mushir. It was narrated that Umm Salama said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever drinks from a vessel of gold or silver is only gulping fire from hell into his belly. Chapter on the prohibition of using vessels of gold and silver for men and women, and gold rings and silk for men, but they are permissible for women. Permissibility of silken borders on garments for men, but it should not be more than four fingers wide. Muawiyah bin Suwaid bin Muqarran said, I entered upon Al-Bara' bin Azib, and I heard him say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, enjoined seven things upon us, and he forbade seven things for us. He commanded us to visit the sick, to attend funerals, to reply, to say, Yarhamkum Allah, may Allah have mercy on you, to one who sneezes, to fulfill oaths or help fulfill an oath made by another, to help the one who has been wronged, to accept invitations, and to spread the greeting of salam. And he forbade us from wearing rings of gold, to drink from silver vessels, to use mayathir, to wear kasi, to wear silk, istabrak, and debaj. Footnote 1. Mayathir is a type of camel saddle cloth or cushion made of silk. Footnote 2. Kasi, garments made of fabric with stripes of silk woven into it, or a type of garment from an area in Egypt with a similar name. Footnote 3. Istabrak and debaj are two types of silk one of which is often called brocade and is thicker than the other. A similar report as number 5388 was narrated from Ash'atha bin Sulaym with this chain of narrators, except the phrase to fulfill oaths or help fulfill an oath made by another, instead of which he said, to give a description of a lost item. A hadith like that of Zuhair, number 5388, was narrated from Ashatha bin Abi Ashatha' with this chain of narrators, but he said to help fulfill the oath of another and he was not uncertain. And he added in this hadith, Drinking from vessels of silver, for whoever drinks from them in this world will not drink from them in the hereafter. It was narrated from Ashatha bin Abi Ashathar with this chain of narrators, but he did not mention the additional material mentioned by Jarir and Ibn Mushir, number 5391. It was narrated from Ashatha bin Sulaym with their chain of narrators, except the words spreading the greeting of salam, instead of which he said, returning the greeting of salam. And he said, he, peace be upon him, forbade us to wear gold rings. It was narrated from Ashatha bin Abi Ashatar with their chain narrators, and he said, spreading the greeting of salam and gold rings. Abdullah bin Uqaym said, we were with Hudhafa in Al-Mada'in when Hudhafa asked for water, and a chieftain brought him a drink in a vessel of silver. He threw it aside and said, I am telling you that I already told him not to bring me a drink in this vessel, for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not drink from vessels of gold and silver, and do not wear the badge and silk. They are for them in this world, and for you in the hereafter, on the day of resurrection. It was narrated that Abu Farwa al-Juhani said, I heard Abdullah bin Uqam say, we were with Hudhafa in Al-Mada'in, and he mentioned something similar to number 5,394. But he did not mention in his hadith the day of resurrection. It was narrated from Hudhafa that Abu Farwa said, I heard Ibn Uqam say, and I thought that Ibn Abi Layla heard it from Ibn Uqam. We were with Hudhafa in Al-Mada'in, and he mentioned something similar to number 5,394. But he did not say the day of resurrection. 
It was narrated from Al-Hakam that he heard Abdurrahman, meaning Ibn Abi Lala, say, I saw Hudhafa ask for a drink in Al-Mada'in, and someone brought it to him in a vessel of silver. And he mentioned a hadith like that of Ibn Uqam from Hudhafa. A hadith like that of Mu'ad was narrated from Shoba with the same chain narrators, but none of them mentioned the words, I saw Hudhafa except Mu'ad only. Rather, they said, Hudhafa asked for a drink. A hadith like that of those whom we have mentioned, Wath, Abilala, Ibn Uqam, was narrated from Hudhafa from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abdurrahman bin Abilala said, Hudhafa asked for a drink and a Majayan gave it to him in a vessel of silver. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah say, Do not wear silk or dibaj, and do not drink from vessels of gold and silver or eat from plates of the same. They are for them in this world. Chapter on the Prohibition of Wearing Silk, etc. for Men It was narrated from Ibn Umar that Umar bin al-Khattab saw a striped silk hula being sold at the door of the masjid, and he said, O Messenger of Allah, why don't you buy this and wear it for the people on Fridays and for the delegations when they come to you? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, This is only worn by one who has no share in the hereafter. Then some hulas like it were brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he gave one of them to Omar. Omar said, O Messenger of Allah, are you giving me this to wear when you said what you said about the hula of Otarid? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I did not give it to you to wear it. So Omar gave it to an idolater brother of his in Mecca. Footnote Hula, an upper cloth, rida, and lower cloth, izar, made of the same fabric. A hadith like that of Malik, number 5401, was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, Umar saw Utharid al-Tamimi standing in the market selling a hula of striped silk. He was a man who used to meet with kings and get gifts from them. Umar said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I have seen Utharid standing in the market selling a hula of striped silk. Why don't you buy it and wear it when the delegations of the Arabs come to you? I think he said, and wear it on Fridays. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Silk is only worn in this world by one who will have no share in the hereafter. Some time after that, some hulas of striped silk were brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he sent one hula to Omar and one to Osama bin Zaid, and he gave a hula to Ali ibn Abi Talib. He said, Tear it and make head covers for your womenfolk. Then Omar came, carrying his hula, and said, O Messenger of Allah, have you sent this to me when you said what you said previously about the hula of Utharid? He said, I did not send it to you for you to wear it. Rather, I sent it to you so that you could benefit from it. As for Osama, he put on his hula, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave him a look whereby he realized that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, disapproved of what he had done. And he said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, why are you looking at me when you are the one who sent it to me? He said, I did not send it to you for you to wear it. Rather, I sent it to you so that you could cut it up and make head covers for your womenfolk. Abdullah bin Umar said, Umar bin al-Khattab found a hula of istabrak being offered for sale in the market. So he took it, and brought it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, buy this and adorn yourself with it for Eid and for the delegations. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, This is only a garment for the one who has no share in the hereafter. As much time passed as Allah willed, then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent to Umar a garment made of the badge. Umar brought it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, you said, This is only a garment for the one who has no share in the hereafter. Then you sent this to me? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Sell it and meet your needs with it. A similar report, as number 5404, was narrated from Ibn Shihab with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that Umar saw a man from the family of Utarid wearing a cloak of dibaj or silk, and he said to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, why don't you buy it? He said, This is only worn by one who has no share in the hereafter. Then 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was given a hula of striped silk, and he sent it to me. I said, Have you sent it to me when I heard you say what you said about it? He said, I only sent it to you so that you profit from it. It was narrated from Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar from his father that Umar bin al-Khattab saw a man from the family of Uthadid wearing a hadith like that of Yahya bin Sa'id, number 5406, except that he said, I only sent it to you so that you could benefit from it. I did not send it to you so that you could wear it. Yahya bin Abi Ishaq said, Salim bin Abdullah asked me about Istabrak. I said, it is the coarse type of debatch. He said, but I heard Abdullah bin Umar say, Umar saw a man wearing a hula or istabrak and he brought it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he mentioned a similar hadith as number 5407, except that he said, I only sent it to you so that you could get some money by selling it. It was narrated that Abdullah, the freed slave of Asma' bint Abi Bakr, who was the maternal uncle of the son of Atar, said, Asma' sent me to Abdullah bin Umar in saying, I have heard that you regard three things as haram, borders on garments, mitharat al-arjuan, and fasting the whole month of Rajab. Abdullah said to me, As for what you have mentioned about Rajab, what about one who fasts continually? As for what you said about borders on garments, I heard Umar bin al-Khattab say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Silk is only worn by one who has no share in the hereafter, and I was afraid that borders were included in that. As for Mithara al-Arjuan, this is the Mithara of Abdullah, and it is Arjuan. I went back to Asma and told her, and she said, This is the Jubba, a type of cloak of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And she brought out to me a Tayalisa cloak which had pockets lined with Dibaj, and its sleeves were edged with Dibaj. She said, This was in Aisha's possession until she died, and when she died, I took it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to wear it, and now we wash it for the sick and seek healing thereby. Footnote Mithadat al-Arjuan Saddlecloths made of bright red cloth It was narrated that Khalifa bin Kaab, Abu Dhabian, said, Do not dress your women in silk, for I heard Umar bin al-Khattab say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not wear silk, for whoever wears it in this world will not wear it in the hereafter. It was narrated that Abu Uthman said, Omar wrote to us when we were in Azerbaijan, saying, O Uthba bin Farqad, it is not by your efforts or by the efforts of your father or the efforts of your mother. Feed the Muslims in their places from that which you feed yourself in your place. Beware of luxury and the garments of the people of shirk and garments of silk, for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade garments of silk and said, Accept this much, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, held up his forefinger and middle finger, holding them together. Zuhair said, Asim said, It is in the book, and Zuhair held up his two fingers. A similar report as number 5412 was narrated from Asim with this chain of narrators from the Prophet, peace be upon him, concerning silk. It was narrated that Abu Uthman said, we were with Utbah bin Farqad when the letter of Omar came to us, saying that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No one wears silk, but one who will have no share of it in the hereafter, except this much. Abu Uthman gestured with two fingers that are next to the thumb. I thought it meant the patterns on the Tayalisa until I was shown the Tayalisa. Abu Uthman said, We were with Utbah bin Farqad, a hadith like that of Jarir, number 5413. It was narrated that Qatada said, I heard Abu Uthman al-Nahdi say, The letter of Omar came to us when we were in Azerbaijan with Uthbah bin Farqad, or in Asham, saying, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade silk except so much. Two fingers. Abu Uthman said, We had no doubt that he meant silk borders. A similar report, as number 5415, was narrated from Qatada with this chain of narrators. But... He did not mention the words of Abu Uthman. It was narrated from Suwaid bin Ghafala that Umar bin al-Khattab gave a speech in Al-Jabiyah and said, The Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade wearing silk except a space the width of two fingers, or three or four. A similar report, as number 5417, was narrated from Sa'id from Qatada with this chain of narrators. Jabir bin Abdullah said, 
One day, the Prophet, peace be upon him, wore a kabah, a type of cloak, of the bad silk that had been given to him, but soon he took it off and sent it to Umar bin al-Khattab. It was said to him, How quickly you took it off, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, Jibreel told me not to wear it. Umar came weeping and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, you disliked something, but you gave it to me? What is the matter with me? He said, I did not give it to you for you to wear it. Rather, I gave it to you for you to sell it. So he sold it for 2,000 dirham. It was narrated that Ali said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was given a hula of striped silk, and he sent it to me, and I put it on. Then I could see anger on his face, and he said, I did not send it to you for you to wear it. Rather, I sent it to you so that you could cut it up and make head covers for your womenfolk. It was narrated from Abu An with this chain of narrators. In the hadith of Muadh, it says, He told me to divide it among my womenfolk. In the hadith of Muhammad bin Jafar, it says, So I divided it among my womenfolk, but he did not mention he told me to. It was narrated from Ali that Ukadir of Duma gave the Prophet, peace be upon him, a silken garment, and he gave it to Ali and said, Cut it up to make head covers for the Fatimas, that is, for your family. Abu Bakr and Abu Quraib said, Among the womenfolk. It was narrated that Ali ibn Abi Talib said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave me a hula of striped silk, and I went out in it. But I saw anger on his face, so I cut it up and distributed it among my womenfolk. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent Omar a hula of sundas silk. And Omar said, Have you sent it to me when you said what you said about it? He said, I did not send it to you for you to wear it. Rather, I sent it to you for you to benefit from its price. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever wears silk in this world will not wear it in the hereafter. Abu Umama narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever wears silk in this world will not wear it in the hereafter. It was narrated from Uqba bin Amir that he said, a silk farrukh, a type of cloak, was given to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he put it on and prayed in it. Then he tore it off as if he disliked it. Then he said, This is not befitting for the pious. Yazid bin Abi Habib narrated it with this chain of narrators. Chapter on the permissibility of wearing silk for men, if a man has a skin disease or similar problem. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, granted a concession to Abdurrahman bin Auf and Az-Zubair bin Al-Awam, allowing them to wear silk shirts during a journey because of a skin disease that they had, or a pain that they had. Sa'id narrated it with this chain of narrators, a similar hadith as number 5429, but he did not mention the words during a journey. It was narrated that Anas said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, granted a concession, or a concession was granted to Az-Zubair bin Al-Awam and Abdurrahman bin Auf, allowing them to wear silk because of a skin condition that they had. Shubha narrated a similar report as number 5431 with this chain of narrators. Anas narrated that Abdurrahman bin Auf and Az-Zubair bin Al-Awam complained to the Prophet, peace be upon him, about lice, and he granted them a concession allowing them to wear silk shirts during a campaign that they went on. Chapter on the Prohibition of a Man Wearing a Garment Dyed with Safflower Abdullah bin Amr bin Al-As narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw Ali wearing two garments that had been dyed with safflower, and he said, These are garments of the disbelievers. Do not wear them. It was narrated from Yahya bin Abi Kathir with this chain of narrators, and they said, from Khalid bin Ma'dan. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Amr said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, saw me wearing two garments that had been dyed with safflower, and he said, Did your mother tell you to do this? I said, Should I wash them? He said, No, burn them. It was narrated from Ali ibn Abi Talib that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade wearing kasi and garments dyed with safflower, and wearing gold rings, and reciting Qur'an while bowing. Ali ibn Abi Talib said, The Prophet peace be upon him forbade reciting the Qur'an whilst bowing, wearing gold and wearing garments dyed with safflower. It was narrated that Ali ibn Abi Talib said, 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade me to wear gold rings, to wear kasid, to recite Qur'an while bowing and prostrating, and to wear garments dyed with safflower. Chapter on The Virtue of Wearing the Hibada Footnote The hibada was a garment of linen or cotton that was adorned with a pattern or stripes. Qatada said, We said to Anas bin Malik, Which garments were most liked by the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? Or which did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, like the best? He said, The hibada. It was narrated that Anas said, The garment most liked by the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was the hibada. Chapter on humility in dress and sticking to coarse and simple clothes, furnishings, etc., permissibility of wearing clothes made from camel hair, and those on which there are markings. It was narrated that Abu al-Burda said, I entered upon Aisha and she brought out to us a coarse izad of the type that is made in Yemen, and a cloak of the type that is called mulabbada, and she swore by Allah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had died wearing these two garments. It was narrated that Abu Burda said, Aisha brought out to us an izar and a mulabbad cloak and said, In these the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died. Ibn Hatim said in this hadith, A coarse izar. A similar report as number 5443 was narrated from Ayyub with this chain of narrators and he said, A coarse izar. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, went out one morning wearing a striped garment made of black hair. It was narrated that Aisha said, The pillow of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on which he reclined was made of leather and stuffed with palm fibers. It was narrated that Aisha said, The mattress of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on which he slept was of leather stuffed with palm fibers. It was narrated from Hisham bin Urwa with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5447. Chapter on the permissibility of using blankets. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, when I got married, Have you acquired any blankets? I said, Where would we get blankets from? He said, It will come. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, When I got married, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, Have you acquired any blankets? I said, Where would we get blankets from? He said, It will come. Jabir said, My wife had a blanket, and I said, Keep it away from me. But she said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, It will come. Sufyan narrated it with this chain of narrators, a similar hadith as number 5450, and added, And I let her keep it. Chapter on, It is disliked to have more furniture and bedding than one needs. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent to him, A bed for the man, a bed for his wife, a third for the guest, and the fourth is for the shaitan. Chapter on the prohibition of letting one's garment drag out of pride and the extent to which it is permissible to let it hang down and the extent to which it is recommended. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah, exalted is he, will not look as the one who lets his garment drag out of pride. A hadith like that of Malik, number 5453, was narrated from Ibn Umar from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he added, on the day of resurrection. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who lets his garment drag out of pride, Allah will not look at him on the day of resurrection. A hadith like theirs, number 5455, was narrated from Ibn Umar from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever lets his garment drag out of pride, Allah will not look at him on the day of resurrection. Ibn Umar said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say a similar report as number 5457. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that he saw a man letting his izar drag, and he said, Where are you from? He told him which tribe he belonged to, and he was from Banu Lath, and Ibn Umar recognized him. He said, I heard with my own two ears the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Whoever lets his garment drag with no intention but pride, Allah will not look at him on the day of resurrection. A similar report as number 5459 was narrated from Ibn Umar from the Prophet, peace be upon him, but in the hadith of Abu Yunus it says, 
from Muslim Abul Hassan. And in both the reports it says, whoever lets his izah drag, and they did not say his garment. Muhammad bin Abd bin Ja'far said, I told Muslim bin Yasar, the freed slave of Nafeh bin Abdul Harith, to ask Ibn Umar while I was sitting between them, Did you hear anything from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about the one who lets his izah drag out of pride? He said, I heard him say, Allah will not look at him on the day of resurrection. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, I passed by the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and my izad was trailing. He said, O Abdullah, lift up your izad. So I lifted it up. Then he said, More. So I lifted it some more, and then more and more. One of the people said, Up to where? He, peace be upon him, said, Halfway up to the calf. Ibn Ziyad said, I saw Abu Huraira when he was the governor of Bahrain, when he saw a man letting his izad drag and saying, The Amir has come, the Amir has come. He started striking the ground with his feet and say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Allah will not look at the one who lets his izad drag out of pride. It was narrated from Shubha with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5463, in the hadith of Ibn Jafar, it says, Marwan used to appoint Abu Huraira to govern in his absence. And in the hadith of Ibn al-Muthanna, it says, Abu Huraira used to be appointed in charge of al-Madina. Chapter on the prohibition against strutting with pride and being amazed with one's clothes. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, While a man was walking, admiring his long hair and his fine rida. The earth swallowed him up, and he will continue to sink down into the earth until the day of resurrection. A similar report as number 5465 was narrated from Abu Huraira from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While a man was strutting proudly in his two ridas, admiring himself, Allah caused the earth to swallow him up, and he will continue sinking into it until the day of resurrection. Ma'mar narrated that Hamam bin Munabbih said, This is what Abu Huraira narrated to us from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he mentioned a number of ahadith, including the following. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While a man was strutting proudly in two ridas, then he mentioned something similar to hadith number 5467. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, A man from among those who came before you was strutting proudly in a hula. Then he, the sub-narrator, mentioned a hadith similar to theirs. Chapter on the Prohibition of Gold Rings for Men and Abrogation of Their Allowance After the Beginning of Islam It was narrated from Abu Huraira from the Prophet, peace be upon him, that he forbade gold rings. Shoba narrated it with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Abbas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw a gold ring on a man's hand. He took it off and threw it aside and said, Would one of you go and pick up a live ember of fire and hold it in his hand? After the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had left, it was said to the man, Take your ring and benefit from it by selling it. He said, No, by Allah, I will never pick it up when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has thrown it aside. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a ring made of gold, and he used to put its fuss, stone, or engraving against his palm when he wore it. And the people did likewise. Then he sat on the mimbar and took it off and said, I used to wear this ring and put its fuss next to my palm. Then he threw it away and said, By Allah, I will never wear it again. And the people threw away their rings too. This hadith was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet peace be upon him, concerning gold rings, a narration similar to number 5473, and in the hadith of Uqba bin Khalid, it adds, He wore it on his right hand. A hadith like that of Alath, number 5473, was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, concerning gold rings. Chapter on the Prophet, peace be upon him, wore a ring of silver on which was inscribed the words, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the caliphs wore it after he died. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, 
the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, acquired a ring of silver which was on his hand. Then it was on the hand of Abu Bakr. Then it was on the hand of Omar. Then it was on the hand of Uthman until it fell from his hand into the well of Aris. And its inscription said, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul Allah. Ibn Numar said, until it fell into a well and he did not say from his hand. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, acquired a ring of gold. Then he threw it away and acquired a ring of silver, on which was engraved, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. And he said, No one should have an engraving like this engraving of mine. When he wore it, he put the stone towards his palm. And this is the ring that fell from the hand of Mu'aqib into the well of Aris. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Prophet, peace be upon him, acquired a ring of silver on which was engraved, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. And he said to the people, I have acquired a ring of silver and engraved on it, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. And no one should have an engraving like this. This was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, but he did not mention in the Hadith, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. Chapter on the Prophet, peace be upon him, acquired an inscribed ring when he wanted to send letters to the non-Arabs. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, wanted to send a letter to the Byzantines, they, the people said, they do not read any letter unless it is sealed. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, acquired a ring of silver. It is as if I can see its brightness on the hand of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And its inscription said, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, wanted to send a letter to the non-Arabs. And it was said to him, The non-Arabs do not read any letter unless it has a seal on it. So he had a ring of silver made. He said, It is as if I can see its brightness on his hand. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, wanted to send a letter to Khosros, Caesar, and the Negus. And it was said, They do not accept any letter without a seal. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had a ring made of silver on which was engraved, Muhammad, peace be upon him, Rasul, Allah. Chapter on Discarding Rings It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that one day he saw a ring of silver on the hand of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the people made rings of silver and wore them. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, discarded his ring, and the people discarded their rings. Anas bin Malik narrated that one day he saw a ring of silver on the hand of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Then the people had rings of silver made, and they wore them. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, discarded his ring, and the people discarded their rings. A similar report as number 5484 was narrated from Ibn Juraj with this chain of narrators. Chapter on Silver Ring with an Abyssinian Stone Anas bin Malik said, The ring of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was made of silver, and its stone was Abyssinian. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, wore a silver ring on his right hand in which was an Abyssinian stone, and he wore the stone against his palm. A hadith like that of Talha bin Yahya, number 5487, was narrated from Yunus bin Yazid with this chain of narrators. Chapter on Wearing Rings on the Little Finger it was narrated that Anas said, The ring of the Prophet, peace be upon him, was on this, and he pointed to the little finger on his left hand. Chapter on the Prohibition of Wearing Rings on the Middle Finger and the One that is Next to It It was narrated that Ali said, He, meaning the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade me to wear my ring on this or the one that is next to it. Asim, one of the narrators, did not know which of the two it was, and he forbade me to wear a kasi and to sit on mayathir. He said, As for a kasi, it is a striped garment that is brought from Egypt and Asham. As for a mayathir, it is something that women used to make for their husbands' mounts, like al-arjun, velvet cushions. Footnote 1 According to a version Al-Bukhari mentioned without a chain before number 5838, this is Ali giving the definition. 
Footnote 2. Al-Arjun, they said it is dyed red. It was narrated that a son of Abu Musa said, I heard Ali say, and he narrated a similar hadith as number 5490 from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abu Burda said, I heard Ali bin Abi Talib say, He, meaning the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade, or he forbade me, and he mentioned something similar to hadith number 5490. It was narrated that Ibn Abi Burda said, Ali said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade me to wear a ring on this finger, or this one, and he pointed to the middle finger and the one that is next to it. Chapter on, It is recommended to wear sandals, etc. It was narrated that Jabir said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, during a campaign that we fought, Wear shoes a great deal, for a man is still riding, as it were, when he wears shoes. Chapter on, it is recommended to put shoes on the right foot first and to take them off from the left foot first, and it is disliked to walk in one shoe. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When one of you puts his shoes on, let him start on the right, and when he takes them off, let him start on the left, and let him wear them both or take them both off. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No one of you should walk in one shoe. Let him wear them both, or take them both off. It was narrated that Abu Razin said, Abu Huraira came out to us and put his hand on his forehead and said, Do you not say to one another that I am telling lies about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, so that you will be guided while I go astray? I bear witness that I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, If the sandal strap of one of you breaks, let him not walk in the other until he has fixed it. Something similar to hadith number 5497 was narrated from Abu Huraira from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the prohibition of ishtamal asama, wrapping oneself up entirely in one's garment with no room for the arms to emerge, and al-ihtaba, wrapping oneself up in a single garment with the legs drawn up to the belly, exposing part of the oda, and the ruling on lying on one's back with one leg on top of the other. Footnote. Ishtamal asama. Some of the linguists define it differently. It was narrated from Jabir that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade eating with the left hand, walking in one shoe, ishtamal asama, and al-ihdaba in a single garment exposing one's private parts. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, or I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, If the sandal strap of one of you breaks, let him not walk in one sandal until he has fixed his other sandal. Let him not walk in one hoof. Let him not eat with his left hand. Let him not do ihtaba in a single garment. And let him not do iltihaf as-sama. It was narrated from Jabir that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade ishtamal as-sama and al-ihdaba in a single garment with the legs drawn up to the belly, and he forbade putting one leg on top of the other when lying on one's back. Jabir bin Abdullah narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Do not walk in one shoe. Do not do ihtaba in a single izar. Do not eat with your left hand. Do not do ishtamal as-sama. And do not put one leg on top of the other when you are lying on your back. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, No one of you should lie on his back, then place one leg on top of the other. Chapter on the permissibility of lying down and placing one leg on top of the other. It was narrated from Abad bin Tamim from his paternal uncle that he saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, lying on his back in the masjid, putting one leg on top of the other. A similar report as number 5504 was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain of narrators. Chapter on the prohibition of a man dying with saffron. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade dying with saffron. Hamad said, meaning for men. It was narrated that Anas said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade men from dying with saffron. Chapter on, it is recommended to dye white hair with yellow or red dye, but black dye is haram. 
It was narrated that Jabir said Abu Kuhafa was brought during the year of the conquest or on the day of the conquest, and his hair and beard were white like hyssop. He, peace be upon him, ordered him or his women folk were ordered, saying, Change this with something. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said Abu Kuhafa was brought on the day of the conquest of Mecca, and his hair and beard were white like hyssop. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Change this with something, but avoid black. Chapter on Differing from the Jews with regard to dying. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The Jews and the Christians do not dye their hair, so be different from them. Chapter on The Prohibition of Making Images of Living Beings and the Prohibition of Using Images that are not subjected to disrespect in furnishings and the like. The angels, peace be upon them, do not enter a house in which there is an image or a dog. It was narrated that Aisha said, Jibreel, peace be upon him, promised to come to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at a certain hour, and that time came, but he did not arrive. He, the Messenger, peace be upon him, had a stick in his hand, which he threw down and said, Allah does not break his promise, and neither do his messengers. Then he turned and saw a puppy beneath a bed. He said, O Aisha, when did this dog get in here? She said, By Allah, I do not know. He ordered that it be taken out, and Jibreel, peace be upon him, came. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You made an appointment with me and I waited for you, but you did not come. He said, I was prevented by the dog that was in your house. We do not enter a house in which there is a dog or an image. It was narrated from Abu Hazim with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5511, that Jibreel, peace be upon him, promised to come to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he, the sub-narrator, mentioned the hadith, but it was not as long as the hadith of Ibn Abi Hazim. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Abbas said, Maimuna told me that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, got up one morning looking subdued, and Maimuna said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I see a change in your mood today. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Jibreel promised me that he would meet me last night, but he did not meet me. But, by Allah, he would not break his promise to me. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, spent that day like that. Then it occurred to him that there was a puppy beneath a bed of ours. He ordered that it be taken out. Then he took some water in his hand and sprinkled it in the place where it had been. When evening came, Jibreel, peace be upon him, met him, and he said to him, You promised that you would meet me yesterday. He said, Yes, but we do not enter any house in which there is a dog or an image. The next morning, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, ordered that all dogs be killed, and he even ordered that dogs kept for guarding small gardens be killed, but he left the dogs kept for guarding large gardens. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas, from Abu Talha, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog or an image. Ibn Abbas said, I heard Abu Talha say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, The angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog or an image. A hadith like that of Yunus, number 5515, was narrated from Az-Zuri with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Abu Talha, the companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not enter a house in which there is an image. Basr said, Then Zad fell sick after that, and we visited him, and at his door there was a curtain with an image on it. I said to Ubaidullah al-Khalani, who was raised by Maimuna, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Did Zad not tell us about images yesterday? Ubaidullah said, Did you not hear him when he said, Except patterns on cloth? Abu Talha narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not enter a house in which there is an image. Basra said, Zad bin Khalid fell sick and we visited him, and in his house we saw a curtain on which there were images. I said to Ubaidullah al-Khulani, Did he not narrate to us about images? He said, Yes, but he, that is Zad said, Accept patterns on cloth. Did you not hear him? I said, No. He said, But he did mention that. It was narrated from Zad bin Khalid al-Juhni, from Abu Talha al-Ansari, who said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, The angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog or images. I, Zad, came to Aisha and said, 
This man told me that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not enter a house in which there is a dog or images. Did you hear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say that? She said, No, but I will tell you what I saw him do. I saw him go out on his campaign, and I took a blanket and hung it over the door. When he came back and saw the blanket, I saw displeasure in his face. He pulled it down and tore it or cut it and said, Allah has not commanded us to clothe stones and clay. She said, We cut it up and made two pillows with it, and I stuffed them with palm fibers, and he did not criticize me for that. It was narrated that Aisha said, We had a curtain on which there were images of birds, and when anyone came in, it would be facing him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Change this, for every time I come in, I see it, and it reminds me of worldly adornments. We had a blanket which we used to say had a border of silk, and we used to cover ourselves with it. Ibn Abi Adi and Abdul Ala narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5,221. Ibn al-Muthanna said, and he, meaning Abdul Ala, added, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not tell us to cut it. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came from a journey, and I had hung over my door a curtain on which there were images of winged horses, and he told me to take it down. Waqi narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5,523, and in the hadith of Abda, it does not say he came from a journey. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered upon me, and I had hung up a thin curtain on which there was an image. His face changed color, then he tore down the curtain and said, Among the people who will be most severely punished on the day of resurrection will be those who imitate the creation of Allah. It was narrated from Al-Qasim bin Muhammad that Aisha told him that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered upon her. A hadith like that of Ibrahim bin Sa'ad, number 5525, except that he said, Then he went to the curtain and tore it down with his own hand. It was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5,525. In their hadith it says, The people who will be most severely punished, it does not say among the people. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered upon me, and I had covered a niche of mine with a thin curtain on which there were images. When he saw it, he tore it down, and his face changed color, and he said, O Aisha, the people who will be most severely punished by Allah on the day of resurrection will be those who imitate the creation of Allah. Aisha said, We cut it up and made one or two pillows from it. It was narrated from Aisha that she had a cloth on which there were images, which she had placed over a niche. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to offer prayers facing it, and he said, Take it away from me. She said, So I tore it up and made it into cushions. It was narrated from Shoba with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5,529. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, entered upon me, and I had hung up a blanket on which there were images. He removed it, and I took it and made two pillows out of it. It was narrated from Bukair that Abdurrahman bin Al-Qasim narrated from his father, from Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that she put up a curtain on which there were images, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came in and took it down. She said, I cut it up and made two pillows. A man in the gathering that day who was called Rabia bin Atta, the freed slave of Banu Zuhra, said, Did you hear Abu Muhammad say that, Aisha said? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recline on them? Ibn al-Qasim said, No, but I heard him, meaning al-Qasim bin Muhammad. It was narrated from Aisha that she bought a cushion on which there were images. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw it, he stood at the door and did not enter. I recognized or she recognized displeasure in his face. She said, O Messenger of Allah, I ask Allah and his Messenger for forgiveness. What have I done wrong? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What is this pillow? She said, I bought it for you to sit on and recline on. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The makers of these images will be punished, and it will be said to them, Bring to life that which you have created. Then he said, The house in which there are images is not entered by the angels. This hadith was narrated from Aisha.
Some of them, sub-narrators, narrated a more complete hadith than others. In the hadith of Ibn Akhil al-Majishun, it adds, She said, I took it and made it into two cushions, and he used to recline on them in the house. It was narrated from Nafir that Ibn Umar told him that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Those who make images will be punished on the day of resurrection, and it will be said to them, Bring to life that which you have created. It was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith like that of Ubadullah from Nafir, from Ibn Umar, number 5535, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The people who will be most severely punished on the day of resurrection will be Al-Musavirun, the image-makers. It was narrated from Abu Muawiyah, Among the people of hell who will be most severely punished on the day of resurrection will be the image-makers. The hadith of Sufyan is like the hadith of Waqi, number 5537. It was narrated that Muslim bin Subai said, I was with Masruq in a house in which there were images of Maryam. And Masruq said, Are these images of Khosros? I said, No, these are images of Maryam. Masruq said, I heard Abdullah bin Masood say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The people who will be most severely punished on the day of resurrection will be the image makers. It was narrated that Sayyid bin Abul Hassan said, A man came to Ibn Abbas and said, I'm a man who makes these images. Advise me about that. He said to him, Come close to me. So he came closer to him. He said, Come closer to me. So he came closer to him until he put his hand on his head and said, I will tell you what I heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Every image maker will be in hell, and for every image that he made, a soul will be created which will punish him in hell. He said, If you must do that, then make images of trees and inanimate things. Nasr bin Ali approved of it. Footnote That is because at the beginning of the chain of narration, Imam Muslim said, I read the following before Nasr bin Abli al-Jahdami, and his approval of it means that he approved of it and that it be narrated upon his authority. It was narrated that An-Nadr bin Anas bin Malik said, I was sitting with Ibn Abbas, and he was giving advice, but he did not say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Until a man asked him, I am a man who makes these images. Ibn Abbas said, Come closer. So the man came closer. Ibn Abbas said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Whoever makes an image in this world will be commanded to breathe the soul into it on the day of resurrection, and he will not be able to do that. It was narrated from another bin Anas that a man came to Ibn Abbas and he narrated a similar report as number 5541 from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Zurrah said, I entered the house of Marwan along with Abu Huraira and saw images therein. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Allah, exalted and glorified is he, said, Who does more wrong than the one who tries to imitate my creation? Let them create an ant, or let them create a grain of wheat, or let them create a grain of barley. It was narrated that Abu Zur'ah said, Abu Huraira and I entered a house that was being built in Al-Madina for Sayyid or for Marwan, and he saw an image maker making images in the house. He said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, a similar report as number 5543, but he did not say, or let them create a grain of barley. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not enter a house in which there are statues or images. Chapter on, It is disliked to take dogs and bells on a journey. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The angels do not accompany any group with whom there is a dog or a bell. It was narrated from Suhail with this chain a hadith similar to number 5,546. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Bells are the musical instruments of the shaitan. Chapter on, It is disliked to hang garlands on the necks of camels. It was narrated from Abbad bin Tamim that Abu Bashir al-Ansari told him that he was with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on one of his journeys. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent an envoy. Abdullah bin Abi Bakr said, I think he said, 
When the people were at their places of rest, saying, No camel is to be left among any group of people with a garland of sinew, or a garland, but it is to be cut off. Malik said, I think that this prohibition was for those who do it for protection against the evil eye. Chapter on the Prohibition of Striking or Branding Animals on the Face It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade striking on the face or branding on the face. Jabir bin Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade a similar report as number 5550. It was narrated from Jabir that a donkey that had been branded on the face passed by the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, May Allah curse the one who branded him. Ibn Abbas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw a donkey that had been branded on the face, and he denounced that and said, By Allah, I will not brand it except on the part that is farthest from the face. So he branded it on the rump, and he was the first one to brand on the rump. Chapter on the permissibility of branding animals anywhere but on the face, and this is recommended in the case of animals given as zakah or jizya. It was narrated that Anas said, When Umm Sulaim gave birth, she said to me, O oh Anas, look at this boy. He should not be given anything until you take him to the Prophet, peace be upon him, in the morning, so that he may perform tahnik for him. So I took him in the morning and found the Prophet, peace be upon him, in a garden, wearing a Joniya cloak and branding the camels that had been brought to him from the spoils of war. Anas bin Malik narrated that when his mother gave birth, they took the child to the Prophet, peace be upon him, so that he could perform tahnik for him. They found the Prophet, peace be upon him, in a camel pen branding sheep. Shoba said, as far as I know, he said, on their ears. It was narrated from Shoba. Hisham bin Zaid said, I heard Anas say, We entered upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in a camel pen, and he was branding sheep. He said, I think he said, on their ears. A similar report as number 5556 was narrated from Shoba with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I saw a branding iron in the hand of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he was branding the Sadaqah, Zakah camels. Chapter on, it is disliked to shave part of the head and leave part. It was narrated from Omar bin Nafi'a, narrated from his father, from Ibn Omar, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade kaza. He, Omar, said, I said to Nafi'a, what is kaza? He said, shaving part of a boy's head and leaving part. Ubaidullah narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5559, and the explanation in the hadith of Abu Usama was attributed to Ubaidullah. A similar report, as number 5559, was narrated from Umar bin Nafi' with the chain of narrators of Ubaidullah, and they gave the explanation in the hadith. This was narrated from Nafi', from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Prohibition of Sitting in the Street and Giving the Street Its Rights It was narrated from Abu Sayyid al-Khudri that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Beware of sitting in the streets. They said, O Messenger of Allah, we have no other choice but to sit there and engage in conversation there. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If you must sit there, then give the street its rights. They said, What are its rights? He said, lowering the gaze, refraining from causing annoyance, returning greetings, enjoining what is good, and forbidding what is evil. A similar report as number 5565 was narrated from Zad bin Aslam with this chain. Chapter on the prohibition of adding hair extensions, having them added, tattooing, being tattooed, annamisa, al-mutanamisa, separating teeth, and changing the creation of Allah. Footnote. Anamisa is the woman Namis, that is the person who removes hair, and some say is the hair of the face only, and others say the hair of the eyebrows only. Al-Mutanamisa is the woman who has done it by another. It was narrated that Asma bint Abi Bakr said, A woman came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, I have a daughter who is about to get married, and she caught the measles, and her hair has fallen out. Can I give her hair extensions? He said, Allah has cursed the one who adds hair extensions, and the one who has them added. A hadith like that of Abu Muawiyah, number 5565, was narrated from Hisham bin Urwa with this chain of narrators.
It was narrated from Asma bint Abi Bakr that a woman came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, I married my daughter, but her hair has fallen out, and her husband loves her and wants her to look good. Can I add hair extensions to her hair, O Messenger of Allah? But he forbade her to do so. It was narrated from Aisha that an Ansari girl got married, and she got sick, and her hair fell out. They wanted to give her hair extensions, and they asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about that, and he cursed the one who adds hair extensions, and the one who has that done. It was narrated from Aisha that an Ansari woman married her daughter off, then she got sick, and her hair fell out. She came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, Her husband wants her to add hair extensions. Can I do that for her? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Those who add hair extensions are cursed. It was narrated from Ibrahim bin Nafir with this chain of narrators, and he said, Those who add the hair extensions are cursed. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, cursed the one who adds hair extensions and the one who has them added, and the one who does tattoos, and the one who has them done. A similar report, as number 5571, was narrated from Abdullah from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abdullah said, May Allah curse the one who does tattoos, and the one who has a tattoo done, the Namisa and the Mutanamisa, and those who have their teeth separated for the purpose of beautification, changing the creation of Allah. News of that reached a woman of Banu Asad, who was called Umm Yaqub, who used to read the Qur'an. She came to him and said, What is this that I have heard about you cursing the one who does tattoos, and the one who has a tattoo done? the Namisa and the Mutannamisa, and those who have their teeth separated for the purpose of beautification, changing the creation of Allah. Abdullah said, Why should I not curse those whom the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, cursed, when it is in the Book of Allah? The woman said, I have read the Mushaf, the noble Qur'an, from cover to cover, and I did not find it. He said, If you had read it, you would have found it. Allah says, and whatsoever the messenger gives you, take it. And whatsoever he forbids you, abstain from it. Quran, Surah Al-Hashr, Chapter 59, Verse 7 The woman said, I think that I would see something of that on your wife now. He said, Go and look. So she entered upon the wife of Abdullah and did not see anything. She came to him and said, I did not see anything. He said, If that were the case, we would not live with her. A hadith like that of Jarir, number 5573, was narrated from Mansur with this chain of narrators. This hadith was narrated from Mansur with this chain of narrators, a narration similar to number 5573 from the Prophet, peace be upon him, without the story of Umm Yaqub. A hadith similar to theirs, number 5573, was narrated from Abdullah from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Abu Az-Zubair narrated that he heard Jabir bin Abdullah say, The Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade women to attach anything to their head. It was narrated from Humad bin Abdurrahman bin Auf that he heard Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan during the season of Hajj say when he was on the mimbar and he held up a hairpiece that he took from his guard's hand. O people of Al-Madinah, where are your scholars? I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbid such as this. And he said, the children of Israel were doomed when their women adopted such things. A hadith like that of Malik, number 5578, was narrated from Az-Zuhri, except that in the hadith of Ma'mar it says, The children of Israel were punished. Sayyid bin al-Musayyib said, Muawiyah came to al-Madinah and addressed us. He brought out a bunch of hair and said, I did not think that anyone did this but the Jews. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, heard of this, and he called it falsehood. It was narrated from Sayyid bin al-Musayyib that Muawiyah said, One day, you have introduced an evil adornment, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade falsehood. A man brought a stick on the end of which was a cloth, and Muawiyah said, Verily, this is falsehood. Qatada said, He was referring to women using the cloth to increase the volume of their hair. Chapter on Women Who Are Clothed Yet Naked, Turning Away From Righteousness and Leading Others Astray It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, 
There are two types of the people of hell whom I have not seen, men with whips like the tails of cattle with which they strike the people, and women who are clothed yet naked, umilat ma'ilat, walking with an enticing gait, or turning away from righteousness and leading others astray, with their heads like the humps of camels leaning to one side. They will not enter paradise, nor smell its fragrance, and its fragrance may be detected from such and such a distance. Chapter on the prohibition of wearing a garment of falsehood, etc., and pretending to have that which has not been given to one. It was narrated from Aisha that a woman said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, what if I say that my husband has given me something that he did not give me? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who pretends to have been given something that he was not given is like the one who wears two garments of falsehood. It was narrated from Asma that a woman came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, I have a co-wife. Is there any sin on me if I pretend that my husband has given me something that he did not give to me? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who pretends to have been given something that he was not given is like the one who wears two garments of falsehood. It was narrated from Hisham with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 5584.